Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Strange Crew podcast for Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. Happy holidays to everyone. I am your uh, host and monologuist, JC the Blind Jedi. Uh, I hope everyone is enjoying their holidays. Um, it is Tuesday, and Monday yesterday was supposed to be a snowy and bad day. There was forecast all over the place for snow, and it didn't happen. Uh, there was a little bit of rain, but there, there wasn't anything that accumulated. Uh, nothing stuck to the ground. There was, the ground wasn't didn't get icy or snowy. So, I mean, it really wasn't that bad. Um, I was able to go out, get some last-minute Christmas shopping done. Uh, I was able to hang out with my with my daughter, Mallory, for a few minutes. So I, I, I was really appreciative of that. Uh, and I, I was able to get some more... Uh, I, I was able to come up with some more content. So I was, I was really, really excited about that. Um, however, you know, it, just because of today and, and it was a good day out today does not mean that it's going to stay that way. Uh, I know that later on in the week, it's going to get cold and I mean, really cold, uh, from what I understand, it's going to be, uh, dropping into the negatives, uh, negative five, negative 10, somewhere in that area. <clears throat> and at 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing and it's getting to the negative numbers. It's going to be really cold. There's going to be a high chance for frostbite. The wind chill is going to be like in the negative 40s in some places where the wind's blowing and everything like that. So by all means, please don't stay out in that weather. Uh, get your Christmas shopping done in early. Uh, stay out in the weather when it's warm, as warm as it can be. Uh, it will get back up into the 20s, I think, by Christmas. But even still, it's going to be a cold, bitter, 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 bitter week, end of the week. So please stay bundled up. Please stay careful out there on the roads. And uh, enjoy this holiday. And uh, so uh, as I was going over tonight and I wanted to, I, I was coming up with content and I really wanted to talk about the uh, Marvel movies and the MCU. Uh, I, I'm not a, as big a fan of, of, of the DC uh, universe or DC comics for that, for that matter. Uh, I, I, I do love the Batman and, and Superman. Um, and, and, and I do like the the Wonder Woman um, movies, but that's really, <laughs> you know, that's that's the whole thing about DC is is once you get past those three superheroes, it really gets a, into a convoluted mess. And I know that there are like the Flash and Green Lantern, and and and, and it goes on, and, and and you've got the Martian Manhunter, and got and see, and now I'm even struggling. Uh, but that, and now of course in. Uh, James Gunn, who directed some of the Marvel movies that we're going to discuss here in a moment, he's now the head of creative talent over there at DC, and he decided to fire everybody. I guess uh, The Rock was in there; he wanted some some part of it, and he was going. He was in Black Adam just recently that came out, but didn't do great. Uh, and it speaks to a larger problem that I'll address here at the at, at the end. Uh, and you know. <sighs> What has happened to the movies in general, but in particular to the Marvel movies? Um, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to go back and do a retrospective of the Marvel movies and how it all started and how it built and why everything has been such a letdown to this point. Um, so when we go back, and 2008 was a really, really pivotal time, and I'll never forget that. Uh, a lot of movies came out at that time. 
a lot of good movies came out around the 2008 time. And of course, that that one that started it off was Iron Man. Um, also, at the time, The Dark Knight came out around the same time. Um, so, of course, we were invested in deep into superhero movies. But Marvel had really, really floundered. Uh, they had the Spider-Mans that, with the Tobey Maguire series that did awesome. They did absolutely excellent. Uh, and But then when they tried to do the Hulk, uh, man, uh, the, for that first one that, that Ang Lee directed uh, with Eric Bana, who is God must be, <laughs> if, he, if he's not playing like a military role, he's about the most boring person in the world. <laughs> I don't know how he gets, I don't know how he does these roles or how he gets these, these acting jobs. Cause that, that movie was terrible, but that, that, that kind of stands to my point is that Marvel movies kind of dropped off. So when Iron Man came out in 2008, we didn't know what to expect. Everybody heard that it was Robert Downey Jr. And nobody had given it, he would, he had literally fallen off the face of the earth. And so when the movie came out, people were blown away. And that first that first phase, which was Iron Man, uh, Iron Man 2, uh, Thor, uh, Captain America, and then Avengers. And interesting enough, there's, there's another movie in there. There's the Incredible Hulk that came out at the same time, which was released by Marvel Studios, but now is not part of the MCU canon for the simple fact that MCU can't get the creative rights to it because... I'm I'm not sure of all the details, but let's just say that uh, uh, let's just say that the, the the rights were just not perfectly in place, and I forget who that lead actor. Uh, what's his name? He 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 didn't want the he didn't want his stuff going with Disney, so that kind of ruined that whole situation. But as as decent as the Incredible Hulk movie was, and it was a decent movie, it was fun to watch and everything like that. What it really did is just set up so uh, all the other characters that are going to be there, including uh, Thunderbolt Ross, that, that that's going to be in that movie. Um, so, but that was when you had Iron Man, and then the second one was Iron Man Two, and then you had the Hulk in there, and you had Thor, and you had Captain America, and then you went to the Avengers. That whole series, to be totally honest, with, with it, it was really just Iron Man. And it was really just the, the first Avengers movies that were really the the, the big ones. Uh, Thor was okay. I mean, it looked visually it was it was cool, but it, the story was kind of lame. And Captain America: The First Avengers, I, I knew I enjoyed it because of the war references and the World War II references. I also knew that people would have trouble identifying with this because there was a lot in that that first one where he's Captain America and he's shooting a gun and and it, and it looks very uh, retro and 1940ish and, and it was kind of cheesy, but it was a decent story and it did a little bit it did a little bit better. But of course, the Red Skull was a ugh, kind of a boring uh, villain in this one and people didn't really like it as much. But then of course, Avengers comes out, it puts everything together. Uh, you you recast the Hulk with Mark Ruffalo, uh, and and everything pulls together. And Avengers was just awesome. It was really just awesome. And then from there, we knew uh, we knew right there from the end of Avengers that they were setting up uh, the, that they were setting up Thanos and the Infinity War. Um, that's the very end of uh, the thing with the, with the first Avengers movie. And then the second one, of course, was Iron Man three. Uh, 
uh, Thor the the Dark World, which both of those ones, I'm sorry, I, I I didn't like either one of those. I remember taking Tonyo to go see Iron Man 3, and we were just like, eh, it's okay, but it just, it seems such a far stretch from the source of, the, from the comic book source material that we were just like, this doesn't make any real sense at all. This isn't how advanced idea mechanics aim was was represented on the combo books and i'm not really sure how this all works out uh and thor the dark world was so convoluted such a long boring weird story to get around that and you never understood that the ether was actually the the reality the red reality stone uh you kind of understood at the very end when they when they dropped it off at the collector um but then you just like i said it was it was just a bad story and for me it was it, it just seemed like okay i don't know if, if we're gonna we're getting into this but then of course they put in uh captain america and the, and the winter soldier and th that i believe is what set the new standard for this is what the marvel movies need to look like now it was great action scenes big budget um big budget special effects everything going off and everything like that and a really good story uh, the story of the Winter Soldier was awesome. Uh, getting uh, Sebastian Stan and Bucky and, and to play the Winter Soldier again, that was awesome. Um, as I sit here and take a drink of water to keep myself refreshed. Um, after after Captain America, the Winter Soldier, of course, then the next one was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I don't know if anybody thought it was going to be as good of a hit as it was. But this was one of, this was one of James Gunn's uh, introductions and this was one of his inclusions into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he went with the total comedy route and I thought it was absolutely great. I was really really impressed with Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Uh, Chris Pratt does a really good job. Zoe Saldana. Of course uh, you've got uh, Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper doing voices and uh, you've got Michael Rooker uh, so everything came together great for, for Guardians of the Galaxy. I really liked it. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, then from after that, you I think you've got, uh, you've got, is it, is it Age of Ultron? Yeah. Let's go back and let's, let, let's check real quickly because I think Age of Ultron is after that. I don't think it goes, yeah, it, it just goes to, where are we at here? So we're at two. So Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World. Winter Soldier, we get Guardians of the Galaxy. And then, yeah, it goes right to Age of Ultron from Guardians of the Galaxy. And Age of Ultron, I liked it because it introduced the Vision. And uh, Ultron was probably one of my favorite villains from the comic books growing up. And I liked the comic book, or I liked the movie. But I felt it was something you had to watch a few different times in order to understand it. And uh, <laughs> everybody jokes about the Josh Whedon thing where... Uh, where the Black Widow touches the Hulk's hand and, and and he turns back from being the Hulk into Bruce Banner. I thought that was hilarious. Um, it, Avengers Age of Ultron really just sets up a lot of new characters and, and, and the story is different. I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, he's a great actor. Uh, he recently did a movie that I absolutely loved. What was it? Uh, a Million Little Pieces, which is a book I've read and I, I love that book. And I loved his portrayal in in the movie. I thought it was absolutely dead on. But he was he he, uh, he was Quicksilver, and his sister uh, Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch. She's uh, Elizabeth Olsen. So they were two major characters that had to be introduced, as well as Vision, Paul Bettany. 
he had to be introduced into this one. And you could really see that as much as the story was okay, and James Spader was a, was was the voice of Ultron, everything was really okay. This was really this was really a filler story to put in all the characters that we're going to see later in Phase Three. And obviously, Phase Two has uh, has two more movies. Really, uh, the first Ant Man is in this one. Uh, is in phase two and i loved ant-man i thought paul rudd did a great job and this is another one where people realize that if you had some good comedy in it that the movies were fun as well and ant-man was another one of those um i, I think it's michael Pena that, that's in that one that's absolutely hilarious um but paul rudd it does a good job in there um is it michael douglas i'm, I'm or, yeah it's not kurt it's michael douglas and uh evangeline lily are in there so Ant-Man was pretty good. But also you've got the, the first Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man Homecoming is in is in Marvel Phase 2. And Spider-Man, or no, actually is it no, it's not in two, it's in it's in three. So excuse me. Uh because yeah, it has to come after the next one. So you've got a, a, a you've got out of those five movies or out of those six, seven movies you got there. So you obviously uh the first two were just uh but the two in the middle really, really saved that. Really, really saved it and made you want to go back. And enough are uh, in Ultron, uh, the third Avengers movie, and the four. So really, those last four really kind of saved that whole franchise from really blowing up because the first two were really lackluster movies. Um, but Marvel Phase Three. Now that's that was something I could not believe. Um, Marvel Phase Three starts off with Captain America: Civil War. And, I mean, really, really, what can you say about this? This is the Marvel movie that introduces Spider-Man. Um, and I thought this movie was just done so well. I was so excited for this movie. I thought they the, they kept as close to the source material as they could without really going overboard. But still, um, this introduces Black Panther. Uh, I mean, this really puts, this really had a multi-team battle. That you could really see that was kind of fun to watch and everything like that. Uh, this this was really something else. Um, Civil War was really the new standard, and you could see with these Captain America movies that they were really the the people behind the Captain America series were really pushing out how the series or how the Marvel movies needed to be. Um, and I really liked that. I don't know about anybody else, but the Civil War I was blown away with. And of course, the next movie after that is Doctor Strange, which wasn't bad but wasn't as great as everyone thought it was going to be uh everyone thought that uh captain america or that dr strange it was one of those movies that they had to put in there they had to fill they had to introduce that character and he, his backstory was good enough and the visuals of the dr strange universe were enjoyable enough that we we liked them uh the tilda swinton who does uh she plays the ancient one in that one. She did a good job. It, it was really, really fun. I just remember all the visual things and him facing off against Dormammu. I really, I, that was the only part I really didn't like about that. But then after you get through uh, Doctor Strange, you get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You get Thor Ragnarok. You get Black Panther. You get Marvel or you get Spider-Man Homecoming. You get Infinity War. You get Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then you get Captain Marvel, and then you get Endgame, and that's that's all of 
that's all of phase three. So we're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies. So phase three jumps from from phase two. There were seven movies. Now in phase three, there's there, there's ten. And really, out of all those, the weakest one, only one of them is weak right now, and that's Captain Marvel. And I know what people, and I don't want to make this about uh, a thing about feminism because it's not. Um, I like Captain Marvel. I'm I'm a I'm a real big fan of female uh, superheroes. I I play as a female character anytime I get the chance in, in one of the video games. But the problem with the Captain Marvel was the story was kind of blah, and they tried everything they could to fluff this up, but the story was just, it was just a very, very hard story to follow. And therefore, it just wasn't fun to watch. And Captain Marvel, it, it, it seems to me like Captain Marvel was like an Incredible Hulk type of movie. We didn't need to have them in there. We could have just done like a five-minute backstory and included them. But instead, they got their whole movie. And I'm not a big fan of the Captain Marvel movie. But other than that, you're talking about nine hits right off in a row. Nine out of ten right there are, are real strong contenders. Uh, at the most, you could take Doctor Strange out and still have eight out of ten. I mean, you're still talking about Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Thor Ragnarok, which Taiki Watati takes over the directors and he totally changed Thor from this uh, gripping saga of, of being serious and he makes it a comedy and totally blows everybody away. And a Hulk is a, and Mark Ruffalo is in there. The Hulk, he's an ancillary character of the Marvel Universe, but it works so perfectly in this one. And then you've got Spider Man Homecoming and Black Panther and Avengers Affinity War. And man, you took one, two, three, four, five. I mean, just back to back to back to back right there. I mean, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. You know, I mean, Ant Man and the Wasp, it's not a terrible one. It's definitely better. It's something you would want to watch over Captain Marvel. I, I guarantee you that. If, you're sitting there watching, uh, you're sitting through TNT, they're doing one of their Marvel movie marathons. Like, you'll sit through Ant-Man and the Wasp. You'll flip and find something else. You'll, like, you'll sit there and have, like, the NBA game on instead of watching Captain Marvel or something like that. And then you finish with Endgame. And everybody had to go to Endgame because Infinity Wars left so many answers. And they made sure that they cut the timeline up with Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. And really... If you wanted to add on another one, you could really add on right after Endgame. You could add on Spider-Man No Way Home, um, and and boom, you've got you've done it again. You've got you've got nine out of eleven, ten out of eleven movies that just blow everything out of the water. The MCU is just on fire for Phase Three, and then and then you get to Phase Four, and really, the thing that I think that has damaged Marvel Phase Four altogether was the pandemic and the lockdown. And I'm not trying to argue about the semantics of whether or not COVID is a problem or anything like that. What I am saying is that once those movie theaters shut down, the atmosphere of going to a movie has never been the same. I cannot go to a movie now and get a full theater. I can remember when we went to go see the Star Wars movies 
even when we went to go see this, even when we went to go see Rise of Skywalker, which was 2019, came out in the Christmas of 2019, I took all three of my kids, all, th all three times, those movies were packed. Okay. But then after, after that, we go, I, I think I've been to like two movies at the movie theater since then. And none of them, I mean, they're all empty. Nobody's going to the movie theater. Streaming has really, really created this big, empty gap, and people would rather stream than go to the movie theater. And I get it, too. I'm just as guilty of it. I am not going to go see Wakanda Forever until it comes to Disney+, Plus, and it's usually about 45 to 75 days after it comes in the movie theater that it shows up, uh, in, in, that it shows up on Disney+. Plus. So I'm going to wait it out. But that's the problem, is just that, if I could get more than just myself to go, I don't want to sit there and be alone sitting in an empty movie theater watching a movie. I want to go and have family and friends and go in and enjoy the experience. So, but it's not there. So, but really, phase four, they, the Marvel Cinematic Universe moves more towards this, the Disney Plus streaming and things are just the pandemic starts to happen and schedules are conflicted things go wrong and everything like that and then we have just uh chadwick boseman the black panther dies uh we have uh, we had cancel culture on james gunn first he was fired from guardians of the galaxy volume three then he was rehired and then he's off to do something else and then there's all these other things that happen and People are getting old. Contracts are expiring. They killed off major characters. Um, but I, I really think it's a lot of different things. But the problem with Marvel Phase 4, as we started off, it's WandaVision, which you, it takes you three episodes in order to figure out what the heck's going on. Um, and by the time you get to Episode 4, you, everything you thought was going to happen, happened. But it, it's still actually fun to watch and really, really exciting. WandaVision's actually pretty good. Um and it introduces Agatha Harkness. Uh, then it goes to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I'm sorry, I wanted to like this. I wanted to like this one so much. Um, man, I, I so wanted the, the Sam Wilson. I knew he was going to take over from being the Falcon to being the new Captain America. We all knew it was coming uh, at the end of Avengers Endgame. But just having this drawn, this, this, this smaller story, it didn't help it. It didn't help it whatsoever. But it, then again, it, it comes right back up with, with Loki, um, the Disney series Loki. And Tom Hiddleston nails this. Nails this so well. I love this one so much. This was so fun to watch. I couldn't enjoy this one enough. Um, and then the next one that's got after Loki is Black Widow. And... There is a lot of problem with with Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson. First of all, it, it's an it's a, they had to go back and it's a prequel story because they killed off uh, Black Widow in in Avengers Endgame. So they're showing what happened to her in between Civil War, the events of of, of Captain America: Civil War, and Avengers: Infinity War. So it shows, and it's really a bad story. Um, this is another one of those stories like Iron Man 3 where they got away enough from the source material that it just, what they were trying to do, they made the Taskmaster female. Um, and nothing against female, but 
it just doesn't coincide with what the Taskmaster is. The Taskmaster is a major villain and suffers from identity from identity disorder. He doesn't understand who he is because he's he's learned so many different things in order to become perfect at his at his job as a mercenary that he doesn't know who his identity is. And it, it just it, I don't know. I, I just it, it didn't kind of switch with me. And then of course, uh, you know, it, it's it, we're introducing uh, the new um, Avengers. So of course you're getting the Black Widow's little sister who is the new Black Widow. Um, you know, the thing of it is, is with Black Widow, and I remember something like it was supposed to go out in the movie theaters because I remember seeing it come it was supposed to be coming out in like 2020 uh, during the May 6th. It was supposed to be the May 6th or the early May premiere movie for Marvel, and it and it wasn't. And it ended up being on Disney Plus and it didn't work. But then, of course, after that is What If, the cartoon series. It does great. Shang-Chi and Eternals, both were in the theater. Both didn't, there was not a murmur. But once they made it to Disney Plus, they were applauded. And they are great. You should see them both visually beautiful. Uh, Hawkeye, man, this Disney series was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I really wanted to enjoy this series, but I couldn't. I really, really couldn't. Um, it was a nice Christmas one, and I did like the story, um, but there seemed to be a reoccurring theme, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll highlight it more when I when I get back when I get back over to Thor. Um, Moon Knight comes out. Oh, around this time also comes out Spider Man. Uh, no, is it No Way Home? Yeah, the third one, and I believe this is one makes everyone so happy that Marvel movies are back. Oh, we're back on the right track, right? And we get Moon Knight, which is great as far as a Disney Plus series. I mean, it's almost as good as Loki. And really, if you're talking about somebody with identity disorder, the Moon Knight series is a series to watch. Um, but then you've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You've got Miss Marvel. You've got Thor Love and Thunder. And you've got She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night. And, I mean, as you can see, you're just, first of all, the series are not as, as good as the movies. The budgets are much lower. The stories are, are, are much less convoluted and, and, and much less darker and, and sinister and stuff like that. And so everything is, kind of just moves along with the series. But with the movies, the movies are just, uh. So the movies, we've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals. You've got uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. You've got Multiverse of Madness. You've got Love and Thunder. And that's it. Everything else is on streaming. And so with those movies, it's really hard to get. And now you've got uh, Wakanda Forever. And the problem with Black Panther Wakanda Forever is it's not that it is a female Black Panther. It is that everybody dies off in the show that they're left with nothing but Shuri. And so you can tell that they were, that they had different idea for Black Panther 2 altogether and that they totally had to read. And this is the same thing with Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They had to change a lot of things midway and you could really see that problem. Um, one of the big problems with Thor Love and Thunder, uh, despite the fact that 
Gore the God Butcher is a decent character. Uh, I liked Christian Bale's approach to this, but here's another problem that we were having is all of the original people were getting old. They, that's why they killed off uh, Iron Man and they Robert Downey Jr. and they killed off Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. But I remember watching the behind the scenes for Thor Love and Thunder and Chris Hemsworth is, is in his 40s now and it's harder for him. I mean, if you want to talk about fake natties and people on gear, he might be juicing up because, man, he looked ripped, but you could tell it's it's he's in his 40s now and he, it's time has taken his toll on him. Uh, he's been doing this since 2009, 2010. He's been filming these movies, so this is really taking a big toll on him. Um, and the last two, uh, I really got to say, uh, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, I liked. I really, really liked. This is a female superhero movie or a superhero story that I can get behind that was good, it was funny, and it was so different from everything else that I wanted to watch this. Not to mention, it brings back Daredevil, uh, Charlie Cox from the Netflix series. You've got to watch it just for that. He makes a cameo in Spider-Man No Way Home. This is exactly what you want to go for. Um, I love this. I absolutely love this. Um, so where are we at right now? Folks, what do you think? What do you think is, is the deal right now? Do you think the Marvel movies are there? Are they not there? What what's what what's going to be the situation going forward? Are they going to be are they going to be good? Are you are you looking forward to what's coming up? I know we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Ant-Man uh, and Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania is coming out. Um, so I'm excited still, but it's just not there the way it was. Um so let me know what you think. Hit me up, hit us back up on the comment section or contact us on on Facebook, especially me on Facebook. You'll find me on Facebook uh, under Strange Crew Productions. And now we're going to take a few moments and we're going to close this up with a wrestling minute. Okay, so... As far as wrestling goes, I'm going to give a shout out to Scott Tyler. Um, I'm still hoping I can I can nail you down for an, for an interview before. Um, I'll, I'll wait until after the holidays. I don't want to bother um, a, a guy working honing his craft, especially during the holidays and everything like that. Um, so I'll probably try and hit him back up after the new year. Uh, but as far as wrestling goes, a couple of things. Uh, with AEW right now, um, the ratings took a real big hit. I guess they had some technical difficulties. It, it, it didn't. It didn't work out. And that was the AEW. Uh, that was the FTR and the acclaimed match that that, that kind of messed up. It, it 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 was a good match. I liked it. I can't believe that they put the FTR put the acclaimed over and it's just going to. But then I kind of understood what they were doing because they had to do that damn uh, double dog collar match with the Briscoes, which, oh my god. Oh my God, I'm still I'm still thinking about that match now. After even after I talked about it last week, um, but then of course you've got the, uh, but then you've got the uh, Ricky Starks and the MJF match was just this past Wednesday. Um, I loved it. I really really thought, and I had made the comment online that I was scared because I didn't know who was going to call this match. And the thing of it was is that Ricky Starks pulled this match off perfectly. Um, uh, he didn't pull this off. 
MJF pulled this off perfectly. Uh, Ricky starts started to jump the gun and he started to get excited a little bit. And you could see MJF stops him right down in the middle, just cuts him off and slows the match down. And then they go back and forth, back and forth, and it builds to a crescendo. And bam, you've got a good match. Uh, and then, of course, Brian Danielson comes in. We knew that's who he's going to feud with because he's been teasing it ever since Ricky Ricky Starks has been announced as the next challenger for the belt. So, yeah, way to way to bury Ricky Starks before he even has a chance to have a match. Um, the other thing I want to touch on is uh, the New York is it the Washington Post? Washington Post, the Washington Wall Street Journal, one of the big ones, they came out with, there are more allegations coming out that Vince McMahon sexually harassed, sexually, um, that he sexually assaulted some women. Uh, one new woman and one woman that filed a long time ago, and Vince waited it out in order to, and just waited it out until the statute of limitations. But of course, a new Statue of Limitations Law, uh, No Adult Survivor Act was 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 passed, and so now he's being sued for that same old thing again. But it's just more Vince McMahon stories about him being uh, vulgar to women, uh, sexually assaulting women, and being and harassing women. Great. And there's a small line in there that says, in there that that says Vince McMahon, who is planning on making a comeback to the WWE. And that is what the headlines are reading. Vince McMahon is talking about making a comeback of it to WWE. And that, I'm sorry, I'm disgusted. I, we should be focusing on the fact that this, that this guy keeps on doing this crap. And we're more excited about the dirty old man coming back so that we can chant, no chance in hell. Uh, I mean, it's just, this is one of the problems of why I would prefer to go see an indie match, a small indie match, where I'm going to watch local talent and, and enjoy myself and not see some crazy-ass crap. Um, I'm not going to see somebody flying through seven tables and, and landing on chairs and getting juice every fucking match like it is in AEW. And I'm not going to watch the same the same thing over and over and over again like you know, with the 10-minute uh, intros like you do on WWE. So this, this is another reason why I'm really just... I'm so fed up with the way wrestling has has gone right now, but it is it is one of those things. It is one of those things where, no matter what, because I grew up on it, I'm still going to have it on in like the living room wall. Like I'll have it on the living room while I'm while I'm cleaning the house or doing dishes or making dinner. Um, I'll I'll be playing the I'll be playing Jim Cornette and watching to see what he's talking about in the highlights and things of that. Um, so I I will stay invested in it. But it's hard to sit through an entire episode of any of the programming because there's just so much stupid stuff on there. There's just so much tackiness. There's just so much wrong. And then the fandom has has become so toxic that I'm just like, I just want to wash my hands of the whole thing. But I can appreciate the fact that when two guys go out there and make a match and put on a good show and they pull that magic trick off where I'm like, wait, is, is he going to win? No, 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 wait, I... I don't know. This is a good match, man. That really, you know, when, when I buy the magic trick, even though I know that I'm being lied to, um, that's what I want. I like that part. I enjoy it. That's the fun of wrestling. And I can get that locally if I can't get it on TV. Uh, 
So, um, and that's pretty much going to be it. Thanks everybody for, for listening in tonight. Uh, I hope, like I said, I hope everyone enjoys their holidays. Um, and I hope everybody stays safe out there in this bad cold weather. I don't know if it's going to be a bunch of snow, but I do know there is supposed to be snow, uh, sometime in the next week and temperatures drop down so low that it's going to be dangerous out there to be in, out there, uh, with exposed skin for any, any period of time. So stay warm, stay bundled up and stay inside as best as you can. Uh, and enjoy your holidays. Next time I'll be seeing you, it'll be after Christmas. Um, I'll, maybe I'll go over what we got for Christmas and I'll talk about the family a little bit. And, uh, from there on out, uh, we'll just go from there. So I appreciate everyone for listening and, uh, peace.